from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Great, Jordan. How you doing? Doing really good. Glad to be back in studio with you. And uh, today we're going to celebrate uh, Milwaukee's godfather of soul. We actually got some sad news this past week on February 11th. Milwaukee lost Harvey Scales. And if you are not familiar with Harvey Scales and the legacy of soul music he leaves in the city of Milwaukee, that's the dedication of our podcast today. Yes. Towering, towering legacy. He was a performer from 14 years old till... His last days at yes. 77 when he uh, he died on February 11th. And he really left a, a remarkable legacy, uh, starting with like he was in doo-wop circles kind of with Al Jarreau. Yes. I mean, allegedly they were kind of friendly competitors and kind of rivaled <laughs> each other a little bit. But then he was in a group called the Playboys. They're playing around the Esquires, yep. which obviously has a big mark here in Milwaukee. I did his own solo stuff as Swiss and Harvey. And then there was Harvey Scales and the Seven Sounds, a band he played with uh, until his last days. He was at Summerfest two years ago. Two years ago. With the Seven Sounds. Yes. Kind of, you know, and he was such a charismatic performer. Like People just loved to see him live. He was just a super charming guy. And he truly earned that title, Milwaukee's Godfather of Soul, because his parallel career not only had a lot of success like you know, the godfather of soul with selling a lot of records. He also had a lot of success in Milwaukee as being a cultural leader. He was breaking barriers down throughout his career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when he was playing in the 60s, he was playing in places that, that black performers weren't performing right. in, in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin. And uh, I talked to Andy Noble, who uh, Andy Noble's known for creating the, the Get Down. He's a co-founder of the Get Down Dance Party. Yep which uh, focuses on vintage soul, a lot of Milwaukee stuff in there, including Harvey Scales stuff. The Get Down is a Harvey Scales song, yes. so it's named after a song from Scales. But he mentioned to me, like, you know, that was one of the amazing things about it, is he would create sets for for white college kid audiences on the east side and then shows for uh, older black audiences, and eventually people would kind of intermingle, you know, and that was something that was pretty remarkable, especially in the 60s. In the 60s. I mean, this yeah. is stuff we're talking about today. Yeah. And Harvey has been known as not only getting us together, but also getting the sound out of Milwaukee. You yeah. talked about a lot of artists that we have kind of come to know. Uh, the Esquires, if you're up on stuff, you know that. Of course, Al Jarreau is an easy name to drop mm -hmm. from the city of Milwaukee. But Harvey had a really strong imprint on getting his music out, not always as a Harvey Scales release. No, that's true. That's true. In fact, uh, you know, he, I mean, even the, with the Harvey Scales, he had a lot of success with a lot of success with the band. And, and he uh, was on Chess Records, which is a major label, you know, and Stax is also very legendary. Right. But uh, even the Jay Giles band recorded Love Itis, which was a song from that the Seven Sounds did, I think, in the early 60s or something like that. But it came out in like 75 yes. where the Jay Giles band re-released that song. He got some shine there. And then his biggest claim to fame was the year after, in 76, the song Disco Lady for Johnny Taylor, which became the, the first platinum single uh, in history. It was, it was the first single that was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. And it led to his own uh, record deal uh, with Casablanca Records, and he released uh, Confidential Affair in 1978 mm -hmm. and Hot Foot, a Hot funk Foot. disco oh. opera in 79. And you know Hot Foot, you don't really always know you know Hot Foot, because of course that was a big record for him, but on the cusp of the 70s turning into the 80s, sampling became a huge part of popular music culture via hip-hop, and Harvey is actually like a digger's delight. People love finding Harvey Scales records because he's got these really well-known breaks that have been using rap songs. Yeah, exactly. So one of the biggest ones was the Beastie Boys. Uh, their song uh, Shake Your Rump uh, sampled a song from, from Hot Foot. Um, Dancing and, Room Only. Yes, exactly. That That's yep. a good one. Dancing Room Only was on was on the Beastie Boys one, and Pete Rock uh, in '94 he sampled on on Sun Won't Come Out. Yes, he sampled uh, Seven Sounds material as well there, 
And and talking again to Andy Noble, he mentioned, you know, this was a time where a lot of those older artists were like, they, they kind of hated this. Yes. They lawyered up. They uh-huh. were like, these are people just stealing my stealing stuff. My songs, yep. And he was not that kind of person. He, he just kind of embraced it. Yeah. He embraced that younger people were listening to his music and he would call up B-Rock and, and, and try to be like, let's collaborate <laughs> right. on this. Yeah, yeah. And he was just a really charming guy. I mean, he had apparently, he would be on the phone sometimes for like 14 hours a day. He had like Aretha Franklin cell phone number. I believe it. Yeah, he's just the kind of guy that just kind of really schmoozed with everyone. Everyone really liked him and everyone to kind of be around him. He has 13 kids, including uh, Junior Scales, the rapper in yep. town, 40 grandchildren, and just a huge, uh, huge legacy here in terms of what he did for the music scene in Milwaukee. Well, and that's going to be celebrated this weekend. Actually, there's a couple of ways that folks are getting together to commemorate Harvey. Yes, there'll be a visitation service. It's going to be at 4 o'clock uh, Friday at the New Pitts Mortuary. Uh, and then on Saturday, there will be another visitation starting at noon at Christian Faith Fellowship. And then the funeral will begin at 1 p.m. at Christian Faith. Coming up next, we're going to talk about other Wisconsin artists who are being commemorated and remembered through the whammies, including a Hall of Fame induction for the artist behind this song. Lollipop, lollipop, oh, That's next on Tap Dip. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. It's the 1954 hit Lollipop by the Cordettes, founded in Sheboygan, and they're one of three artists who are being inducted into the Whammy Hall of Fame this season. I'm Jordan in studio with Piet Levy of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. The Whammies, if you don't know, the Wisconsin area music industry. Yes, and they've been doing this for 39 years with these awards, celebrating the best in Wisconsin music. And they have this Hall of Fame. Uh, Harvey Scales is in the Hall of Fame, for instance. Uh, But the Cordettes is one of the three Hall of Fame inductees this year. I know Lollipop. I think everyone knows Lollipop. You probably also know the song Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman. That, to me, is the quintessential jukebox record. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember that. I remember vividly. It's the song used in Back to the Future when yes. it goes back in time. <laughs> yes. that's, that's the song. It's just, it's just in my brain. 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the 50s. And, and I didn't know anything about the group. I honestly didn't know until the Whammies announced their Hall of Fame that it was a group from Wisconsin. That was Same. The, the Cordettes, uh, established in Sheboygan in 1946. Um, so there you go. And they were the first all-female quartet that appeared on the first episode of American Bandstand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently the vocal group Hall of Fame already has them in their Hall of Fame. So of it's another Hall of Fame induction for them. Uh, but they're one of three. So another group that's going to be inducted is Realm, which is a uh, Milwaukee-born uh, metal band. And they did kind of a, a speed metal version of Eleanor Rigby. That was kind of one of their, their things that really kind of stood out for them uh, when they signed to Roadrunner Records. <laughs> Right, and I mean, they were key to Milwaukee's metal underground here and are being honored by the whammies as well. Yeah, exactly. So they, they had a good run there in the, the late 80s and into the early 90s. And I'm really, really thrilled to see um, someone who's still just gigging 
really hard to yes. this day. Paul Sebar is finally getting his uh, Whammy Hall of Fame induction. No doubt. I mean, Paul Sebar is one of those names we talked about. Like, you can go outside of the city and like drop certain artists, and people are going to know who you're talking about. Harvey Scales, Paul Sebar's on that list. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's just you know he's from Milwaukee, but obviously his his approach to music is so. Uh, just so vivid and inspired where he'll, he'll draw sounds from New Orleans and, and Latin America and Africa and um, you know his, he does the show of course for WMSC which is really wonderful some of the best radio you can hear yes. in, on the planet yeah. is Paul's show yeah it's, he's amazing it's really he's really a treasure he's a true treasure you know Bonnie Raitt is among his his uh, fans right. and friends Harvey could call up Aretha yeah, Paul, Paul's kicking it with Bonnie. When yeah, she and she she always I mean she always if he doesn't play at her sets when yeah. he's when she comes through he she mentions him yeah like every time I mean, if he doesn't play it's because he's on the road yeah playing somewhere else yeah exactly <laughs> but she always mentions him and I think he's really close to the Los Lobos guys yeah, he as is. well yeah. they'll sometimes do some things together I mean he's just a guy that's just really loved by musicians because mm-hmm. he's an he loves music and he's really incredibly talented. So it's wonderful to see him being inducted into this Hall of Fame. Um, the awards are going to be happening uh, in Milwaukee this year. They kind of mm. go back and forth between Milwaukee and Appleton. I was su- I was excited and surprised to see that. Um, I'm, it's wonderful. I'm excited. This is a good one to happen in Milwaukee. I agree. Well, and on, honestly, because we talked about as we were getting ready today, uh, this time there is a lot. I mean, there's there's always a lot, but this time there's a lot, a lot of Milwaukee on the finalists. Yeah, what I thought was really interesting, they they just this week announced the uh, the nominees for the, for all the other categories. All the categories, yep. Um, uh, and for the first time that I can ever recall, it's probably not the first time. The first time that I've ever noticed, uh, for song of the year, every nominee is from Milwaukee. Every single one. All eight of them. Yep. Uh, Abby Jean, Amanda Huff with Peter Thomas, Buffalo Gospel, Goliath P, Reina, Trapper Shep, Vinyl Fever, and Webster X. All Milwaukee-born and based artists. Uh, that's that's it. They're their dominating song of the year. It's a really, it's a, it's a testament to how strong the, the Milwaukee music scene is. There's a lot of great music coming out. There's obviously great music coming out all over the state, but Milwaukee is really killing it. Yeah. And it's really cool to have that happening here because you're going to get a lot more participation when you have that situation happen. I've been involved in this. I I have the honor of saying I myself actually have a few whammies oh, through my work nice. with the Rusty Peas over the years. Yeah. So disclaimer, I'm not uh, <laughs> putting that out there. But um, it, it's sometimes, you know, you're, you're gigging musician and to get out of town on a night you weren't planning on get out of town, sometimes when they've had a Green Bay, Appleton, other places, Milwaukee doesn't always show up as much. I, yeah. I've heard that from people who are involved with the whammy mm-hmm. or Organization, but at the same time, it does represent the entirety of the state. So, again, if you're from Eau Claire and you're nominated and you have to come down to Milwaukee for the night, that can make it tricky, too. Yeah, it could. It could. And they haven't announced yet who's going to be performing yet. I, I imagine there'll be some good Milwaukee representation at the show. Yep. Um, I would hope uh, Paul Sebar would perform at least. Oh, that'd uh, be a really nice way yeah. to capstone yeah, his I think, award. Yeah, I think, I think he will. So that's my, I know they haven't officially announced yet, but it makes a lot of sense as long as he's cool. not out on the road. Uh, but yeah, definitely shout outs to artists like Lex Allen, uh, Dead Horses, Field Report, Tiger Knights, Horses and Hand Grenades, again, all with Milwaukee ties, all up for Artists of the Year. And Album of the Year, you've got Allen again, Field Report again, Horseshoes again, but also Yipes is in there, cool. and Lord Freddy. Cool. So yeah, uh, if you go to jsonline.com slash music, you can see the whole list of nominees. There's a whole bunch of them. And the show's again happening uh, April 14th at Turner Hall Ballroom. You can get tickets for that. You can always find more information, of course, online at RadioMonkey.org. And if you have not subscribed to this podcast, what are you waiting for? Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez, and our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our sponsors. Yet I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time.